Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is The Guardian. There hasn't been any discussion mm. at what happens to the Australian economy when you tell 10 million people, oops, your after-tax income is going to be $1,500 lower. Hello, lovely people of podcasts, and welcome to the show. You are on Australian politics with Catherine Murphy, the host and the political editor of Guardian Australia. And oh boy. Regular listeners of the show will know from the sound of their dulcet tones that we are about to unleash the broken creeps. <laughs> That's actually really good. Yeah. Oh, my God, we should actually, this this is what we should call these chats. I've been looking for a sort of a a badge. Okay, the bracket creeps. The two bracket creeps with (laughs) me in the pod cave this week, uh, Shane Wright, of course, uh, from uh, the artist. The artist formerly known as. Formerly known as Fairfax Media, now nine newspapers, eminent uh, economics senior correspondent. You know I saw Prince Live. Oh, Talking about the it. artist formerly known as. Great show. SCG, stop early it. 90s. Stop it. One of the best. Shane Wright. Purple requires, re- <laughs> requires no introduction to regulars. And Greg Jericho, uh, who these days is more with the Australia Institute than mm-hmm. our good selves at The Guardian, but still obviously contributes to The Guardian. And, uh, of course, I am back after a, a bit of a hiatus and I texted the two horsemen of the apocalypse, a.k.a. the bracket creeps, a day or so ago and said, oh, my God, we need to talk because there are there are many, many complex conditions. I just said, who the hell's this? I haven't heard from her. Who is this? (laughs) Anyway, sticking to some semblance of order in this podcast, uh, let me set the scene. Let me set the scene. So we uh, are just over, by the time you're listening on Saturday, guys, just over two weeks to uh, the first budget of the Albanese government. I I want to start this now. It's the redo budget. Oh, because this is the 22-23 budget. We've already had the 22-23 budget. This is, and this is how much of a fiscal nerd I am. Yes. This is the first time, I was going to save this for insiders, but this is no, 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 this is much better. This is the very first time that there has been a budget, a redone budget of the same fiscal year. It's ah, never yes, happened before. Yeah, so right. we have had... What, the mini-budgets back no, in the 80s? They were they were, no, they were mini-budgets, but they, they were more updated as uh, fiscal outlooks and things. This is a full, normal budget, but for the same year. Never happened before. Never, ever? Never, ever. 
I went looking for this because and oh. no, well, of course you went which looking is a bit for sad, this but, because, um, well, no, you, you yeah, do so attempt to put facts in your stories. We've but. had budgets, we've had my EFOs, we've had UEFOs, we've had FBOs, UFOs, but sorry, never a redo. Wow, a mulligans <laughs> for those who play golf. This is a mulligans. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. Anyway, we we we, we have this. This is why this is why we're the bracket creeps. Well, we bring this sort of uh, intellectual heft <laughs> we, we, to, the, we to bring, the podcast room. We bring these insights. That is true. Yes. Okay. So uh, over two weeks to, as Shane has described, a, a rather unusual budget. Yes. Unique. Uh, so that's the first point on our compass. Uh, another point on our compass is the global economy looks. Insert your preferred word, gents. Sick. Mm. Not good. Not good. Oh, you nice. were going to go bonded, it has been you? It has been better. I, 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 I say <laughs> scary, but then yeah, I'm a well-known. scary known, is a good one. I'm yeah. a well-known Eeyore. Um, okay, another point on our compass uh, while we're in the global space, Liz Truss making Boris Johnson look good. And there were some people who said that this may occur, that Liz Truss. Were you one of them? Yes. Because <laughs> you just have to look at what she'd been talking about for the last decade. Ooh, her and Quasi, and you go, guys, guys, you're oh. just insane. But what they came up with two weeks ago, yes, we is should explain. Beyond Sorry, it's yes. a bit, it's a bit beyond why don't, craze. Why don't you run it, run us through it quickly, just quickly? So, two things, two big things: energy subsidies that are going to run for two years, yep. worth what is it about a hundred and hundred billion quid, L- loads a of, lot money. of money. Mm-hmm. Then which people knew, yep, they're going to do subsidies. They didn't know the cost, right? Then, oh, hold on, we'll do something else. We'll cut the top tax rate, yes. 45 pence down to 40, at a cost of 60 billion quid. Mm. And financial markets went, Excuse me. <laughs> what the hell? Excuse um, me. I, had, I, I was looking at a note from some UBS economists based in England, and they were pointing out that the amount of borrowing that Quasi and Liz have to do over the next two years to have paid for all of this. Now, they've ditched the tax cuts, but to pay for this was the equivalent of everything the British government has borrowed over the last 54 years. This is why the uh, price on British debt, gilts, went through the roof because the financial markets went, hold on, you can't sell that much debt and get away with it too lightly. Like if you're the US, you can, and yeah. they actually hit a new record this week. Yeah, thirty-one trillion US in debt. Yeah, yay, they're going well. Like mm. the the actual, I think I've seen that the interest cost on their on their debt. This is the, the US. US will surpass their health spending, the federal health spending by the end of the decade. But that's another story. But if you're the Fed, if you're the US, you're the reserve currency in the world. Yes. You can get away with it. Rural, not, it, we're not talking rural Britannia world. Like this is, or forget, even or even Brexit world. No, I this mean, is this yeah, is Britain Britain's, Britain's on your little, own chaps. World. Yeah, Britain's a little little island nation that uh, wants some bankers and uh, I don't know what else. Some nice cheese. And they import about half of yeah everything they consume. everything everything yeah. they consume, whether it's for you know consumers or to make things. Half it's, of their economy. It's ex- so, ex- and workers as well, which they've just discovered. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not importing yes. this that so, as they used to. A- amazing. And yeah. to be very, very super nerdy technical, the price of the guilds 
actually went down. The interest rate went up. Yes. Ah. Just uh, really confused, but all those who study second year commerce would just like to yeah, but you'll well, see that gone. No, we, we love the bond market. Yeah, basically, yeah. The the interest rate that the UK government was paying on its debt just suddenly went. And so that was the, the value of the pound went to hell. And the added um, bonus was almost destroying yeah. the pension system. Yes, <laughs> just so, as an extra all bonus. All in all, not a good week. Not good. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I presume at least some of you saw that without the explanation. But anyway, you're fully across it now. It was a shall we say. I mean, how do you even describe that? I mean, there are words, but you can't. Uh, them on it radio. was basically the a case of people actually thinking, and well, actually delivering on a trickle down economics rather than just sort of saying it in words and realizing that it'd be far too silly to actually implement, but. They actually implemented it and or were attempt, quite shocked that to. everyone went, what? Well, and, and also, also, I mean, the thing that just sort of struck me at a political level was uh, Liz Truss obviously focused a great deal on, on winning the leadership ballot uh, in order to be the new Prime Minister of Great Britain, as, as you would, because obviously, you know, if you don't focus on the ballot, you're not the Prime Minister. And I gather one of her sort of key pitches was, you know, I am that person. I am the low tax, high growth. But she never articulated this position. Oh no, no, no! I know, that love. Was, that I was know. The special. Thing. I know, but yeah. You, yeah, but she gets elected basically on that platform. Then she implements a, a set of policies replicating the platform. And it wasn't just the financial markets, the IMF. It was it was the Tory party who yeah. <laughs> took one look at it and went, oh, my God, are you serious? No, absolutely I not. Thought, I thought one of the best things I saw was from a, an economist who actually helped design the committee that's inside the Bank of England that sets interest rates. Yeah. And he was talking about this increase in interest rates on British debt and he said, this is the moron risk premium. <laughs> this is if yep. you div, if you introduce moronic policy. Mm, yes. This is the increase in the price of debt that you pay for being a moron. I loved it. The moron moron mm. risk premium. Well, we've uh, got to use that somewhere well, else. Well, no, no. Well, I just Sadly. thought no. Well, I just think moron is actually a wonderful segue to stage three tax cuts. Oh, come on. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 anyway, that's another point on our mm. compass, Greg. Uh, a couple of weeks uh, shy of the budget, the the treasurer. Uh, well, actually, I think it was really three weeks prior to the budget. It was last week, really. I noticed the treasurer's language had changed because I had been away in my cupboard writing and came back and looked at transcripts of what the treasurer had been saying and went, um, okay. That's that's a bit different than... Let's have the, a discussion. Mm. Let's have a discussion. Murph, let's have a discussion. Okay, so the stage three tax cuts, we're there, um, and we'll, we'll delve into that in a bit more, but I'm just still sort of like identifying all the points on the compass. Uh, so we've done global economy scary. We've done Liz Truss, oh, my God, what words. Uh, we've done budget coming. Uh, we've done stage three. And uh, the final one, the inflation dragon. <laughs> is the inflation? That's a really not my, even my roar was just not there. Not even I the uh, the people who <laughs> created Godzilla in the nineteen sixties would be that poor. Possibly, possibly insert sound effect. Anyway, the the reason I'm asking my erstwhile colleagues whether or not the inflation dragon has been slain is because the Reserve Bank seems to have 
moderated the jacking up interest rate cycle? Or what is it about this that I don't get, chaps? Well, if we're going to talk about inflation dragons, I think we need to actually go back to the global awfulness um, because Australia's actually doing okay compared to America, compared to the UK, definitely. And that's having an impact uh, here, not only because we import a lot of stuff and oil and and all manner of other sort of uh, resources and things that are made with our own resources. But when you see people like uh, the US Federal Reserve and the Bank of England raising interest rates, and especially the US Federal Reserve, kind of the RBA and every other central government around the world has to follow a little bit. Otherwise, what will happen is investors will go, oh, American money is where I want to be now because I can get a good interest rate. And uh, the value of our dollar will go down, which makes things worse for inflation and because things become more expensive when we buy them from overseas. So, which is a really complicated way of saying the Reserve Bank, even if it feels like inflation, it's getting on top of inflation in Australia, which it isn't really, Mm -hmm. had to keep interest rates going up a little bit, even if it only did a 25 basis point, purely because if it didn't, it would have seen the value of our dollar go down fairly sharply and that would have made their problem even worse because the price of imported goods would have gone up. And It would have been worse if not for there's some early figures out of the US showing that perhaps businesses aren't employing as many people as mm. they were. So right. share markets in the US, you beauty, the Fed might stop lifting yeah. interest rates. So that actually had a real, yeah. that actually filtered through. I think the last couple of days we've seen like a 4 or 5% increase in the value of the Australian share market. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Which is tied to this, oh, right, the Fed... They might be getting their dragon under control, aka they who knows where it'll end. Like there is this big fear. I think I think the latest is that it's a one in four chance the US will be in recession. Well, well this uh, one yeah. bits and pieces I've been and reading suggest it's already in a shallow recession. No. But you uh, don't think so? No, no I don't no, think so. The you, employment over there is doing it's quite just well. too strong oh, yeah. right. still. UK yeah. is 75% chance of yeah. recession, I mean, the, which they the are really close. Governor of the Bank of England basically said we probably really are there. I mean, and with Shane talking about the stock market, it's it's an, a good reminder to realise why these things go up and down and it's not because, you know, Australian investors are going, oh, Australian share uh, companies are producing great stuff. It's just that, oh, maybe the bond market isn't as good as we thought it might be, so we'll invest into shares. It, yeah. Generally, when... Interest rates are going up. That's bad for the stock market. So when interest rates are falling, the stock that's where you put your money in stocks and shares because you think you'll get a better return there. So it's really it's it's one of those things where you can't just when you see after the sport and they go, oh, the ASX two hundred went up what a percent. That doesn't always mean oh Australia's doing great or America's doing great. It could be that some things aren't going great and, yeah. or they're not going as bad as we thought they were going to go and things like that. Okay. So we've identified bits and pieces. I think we've we've well and truly, I mean, poor Liz Truss may not recover if she ever no. listens to this episode when she hears the <laughs> excoriation. No, that I'm sure Liz will be listening in delivered. To, well, to well, us. well, you'd be surprised. Should. You'd be surprised, <laughs> Shane Wright. Who, I, listens, I who listens to this podcast, as you learned recently. I did, my accountant. There you go. Shout out. We, 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 we want to say hi. Thank you, Jason. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Hello who, to Shane's accountant. He was impressed, one, with my Star Wars uh, hoodie. Naturally, of course. And yes. that, yes, he listens to the um, the 
As Catherine Murphy podcast. I'm thinking there must be a there is there a Venn diagram of Star Wars fans, <laughs> accountants, and Catherine Murphy is, fans. Well, is he Gen X like us? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, well, no, I reckon he's getting closer to uh, <laughs> he's, he's a bit younger, a little bit younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Has there ever been a oh, podcast that no, we've done true. where they... we haven't raised the issue of Gen X? I, I don't think no, so. No, and there will Someone, never, and there we will are the never, oppressed. We, we, we are, are the oppressed. The minority and oh. the oppressed. I mean, I'm sorry. So they will, sorry. Oh, no, just... The millennials are looking, they've, they've given up blaming. Well, millennials the... don't have to worry about interest rates because they're never going to buy out of I keep saying that to and, some and of Gen the millennials. We're the ones who are paying the boomers who have already paid it off. Yeah, so, so the millennials are, exactly. and they're, they're tired of, bl- of going, okay, boomer. Now they go, okay, Gen Xer. Exactly, uh, we don't come care. on. Exactly. We had new wave. We've we been, had punk. Exactly, and we've but, been maligned or ignored all our lives. So you know, there it is. This is a little space. This is like a little a safe, safe space. zone, safe yeah, zone right. for Gen X and and lovers of Gen X everywhere. Okay, so we've done we've done enough on Liz Truss. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, I think. Look, the budget will inevitably bring us back to the global economy, I think, in some yeah. shape or form when we start to throw that around. So let's let's go back to the budget quite close now. Before we get to stage three, and this is the intriguing conversation that's sort of like the entree for this budget season, let's just talk about the, the budget generally. Shane, you've said obviously it's an extraordinary event because of the, uh, you It's know, never happened before. Never, never that happened before. Definition of extraordinary. Exactly. There we right. Go. What in general terms do we, what do we think uh, the story or the picture will be from this budget? What do yeah. we think? Right. I think you'll see the whole, right, we've got to get the house in order. So you will see rorts and Based yep. audit, we'll see a little bit of that. We'll see a bit of the reframing of some of the uh, dodgy car parks and uh, roundabouts that were promised by the previous bunch. There'll be the real image of the global economy. Yes. Um, Jim Chalmers has been sounding like the ancient mariner at the moment, mm. like, like recently, by there's always these storm clouds mm. and he's still sailing before them. Mm. Phil Lowe's talking about an evil, evil kill, an even kill. So the Reserve Bank Governor, he's in the boat as well, trying to keep everything steady. Mm. Settle so, down, Jim. Settle down, Jim. So you've got that aspect of it. Mm. Um, met, meeting the election promises. Yes. And Except perhaps one, but anyway, we'll go. No, we'll they return. won't change stage three in this budget. Yeah, I, I, I wonder too whether they're setting this late. up for May. Well, not quite. It is because remember, where will um, Jim Chalmers be next week? Yeah, in the US. In the US. But they don't close off the books. Sorry, guys, let us just uh, oh, caucus amongst here. ourselves. Mm. Uh, yes. No, yes, I mean, because we, 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 we were approaching stage three, but we've got there because actually it is it is really fascinating and there's lots to talk about with it. Oh, they closed the books about a week before. Mm. I mean, I realise that this is a highly unusual, uh, you know, the RAF guys, if you've ever been in the Challenger, they have this thing called the performance takeoff. Yes. Right? Where they just basically take the take the bird way up in way up at a very steep gradient. It's a pretty unusual budget to see a treasurer just sort of like three weeks out say, "Oh, by the way, we mightn't do this big thing scheduled for the you know mm. for the out years." Uh, it's, it, it is. I understand exactly what you're saying. It's very late in the piece, and you think to yourself, "He hasn't tilled the ground. He, can he do this? Ground untilled? Yes, ground untilled. <clears throat> no, I, look, I sort of agree. I, what are those strange sounds you're making? I think it's, yeah, exactly. He's, I think he's on the. Been a, I mean, when we did this uh, last pod, what through four months ago? Too three, long ago. I sort of jokingly sort of said they should dump the stage, and you guys went, "That's locked in, dead." You know, yeah, it's mm. amazing how quickly. 
the ground has shifted on this thing. And I agree, they haven't been out there doing much, but it's a lot of, a lot of others activity. are. Yeah. Yeah. And to the point where maybe, you know, yeah, maybe you rip off the Band-Aid. I don't know. Yeah, but your vote doesn't count inside Cabinet, and that's yeah, where but, this is decided. Well, oh, I realise that and I realise there, but no one in there likes it. No one in the Cabinet mm. likes it. The only thing they are worried about is the broken promise aspect and there's already a number of who are sort of doing the, well, let's, we've kept, keep our good promises and break the bad promises and it's not really even our thing. As I say, I think it's gone really, it's amazing how quickly this has shifted. I thought after the election, no, they're they're wedded to it. They didn't even give themselves any wriggle room. And it's amazing how there's just been a lot of wriggling sort of going on perhaps on the outside that has shaken them up on the inside to Mm. start throwing metaphors and mixing them all around. But I, I agree it's probably more likely to do it in May, but... You Which know. is the advantage of having two budgets in six yeah. or seven months. I, I just think it's I, – I can't see it actually coming into place. Like I can't see the tax cuts actually going through in the form that they currently are legislated. Which is different to yeah. some of those who say get rid of them all. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I, I still and think there will be a stage three tax cut. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I right. think that would be yeah. silly not to have a stage three tax cut. It just – won't and shouldn't be the stage three tax cut that we have in place. I mean, it's to put on my political hat rather than economics because I think the economics is pretty obvious. You don't give money to people who don't need it. Um, is that if they were to change the stage three tax cut, let's say even they dump the the drop the thirty percent uh, marginal tax rate down, but for everyone earning over under one hundred and twenty thousand then they're left with the opposition having to argue, oh, but what about the people on 160,000, you know? And it's like, well, okay, you can have that. You can argue that. I know. We're going to pay for whatever we're going to use that save money. I still think it is a problem. We have the 180,000, the top for the start of the 45, has been there since 08. That's a long time for the top marginal tax rate, the top, cut in and I go to Ken Henry because I was rereading the mm. Henry tax paper mm-hmm. and he had a three-rate tax yeah. system that he proposed. And if you allowed for inflation, he had 180000 in 2010. You take that, that is at now $200,000, dollars because he could see as someone in that space that the, the top rate because you and I think it's Rod Sims who this week touched on it, if you don't start changing the top rate, the increase in people who go to avoid their tax really escalates. And this is the problem that they had in the 70s. Mm. We saw it and we see it even now. Like if you can you can go looking through the tax scales and you see all these people and it's extraordinary, the number of people who manage to get their tax just under, under the threshold. each threshold. Yeah. And so there's a lot, no, no offence to my accountant who's a great fan of the show as mm. we've talked, mm. but it's great business for accountants. It's it's a waste of time for the uh, the economic, the dead weight loss around uh, around accountancy and around tax minimisation and tax change. I think it's too easy to say, "Oh, people over one hundred eighty thousand don't deserve a tax cuts." I think the threshold has to change well, I think, somewhere yeah, along I the line. I think that's it's, easy enough. You raise the threshold up to two hundred thousand, which is say we've done. which is part of stage yeah. three. 
But the problem, yeah, but of the course, problem is they're that dropping it from 45 five to, 30. to 30. That's, yeah. that's, that's exactly that's what the I'm saying is yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the part they dump. They can keep that in for people earning under 120000 I might even have a bit of an issue with that, but you don't you don't go from 45 to a to 30 for people earning over 130 180,000 you just raise that up to to 200,000 or you know if you're really generous go a bit higher if you want to sort of worried about that aspect but then you're still the the big problem is that all the benefits are going to those essentially over 120,000 and all the arguments that they're saying in favour of things like correcting for bracket creep and, and things like that, well, bracket creep affects mostly those earning under 120000 So if you're worried about bracket creep, the stage three tax cuts are a terrible way to go about well, it. Well, I'm glad you brought up bracket creep. I'm looking at the, the Parliamentary oh. Budget Office did some analysis in this very space, which I think is... So remember the whole thing about it, this will solve bracket creep. It was never going to do that. Just, just hit pause for a tick because they're, uh, speaking of younger people listening to the podcast. What is bracket I'm, creep? Yeah, I know, I know there are a number mm. of young right. folks who listen and we love you dearly. So let's uh, just, just very quickly, the stage three tax cut package, if you've missed it, this was implemented by the Morrison government. The Labor Party supported it in opposition after an internal discussion. Uh, and uh, has the Labor Party has, you know, thus far said we will deliver a tax package brackets that we never we never liked very much, but that's been the story to date. Now Jim Chalmers is resetting that discussion somewhat. Now, just in summary, what we've been saying is that this package predominantly does benefit higher income earners. One of the reasons that's put in the general discourse for why we need this bit of tax reform is a concept known as bracket creep, which Shane will explain so for So bracket you. creep, and this, for the politicians who are listening, bracket creep is two different things. It is not mm-hmm. just one, which a lot of people get mixed up. There's two aspects. Bracket creep is one of those things, if you've got a wage increase and good luck to you, and that wage increase pushes you into a higher tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So you go from paying 19 cents in the dollar to 32 and a half cents in the dollar, which is what happens. That is one example of bracket creep. Yep. The other is inside the tax brackets themselves. So if I'm earning, let's say, at the 32 and a half cuts in at 45. 45, and I get a really big increase, I change job, I became Catherine Murphy. And so I go to 70,000 because Murph's underpaid. <laughs> you got no idea. I know. <laughs> so, How underpaid Murph is. But so, anyway. so, instead, so the $25,000 that's inside the, the 32.5% tax bracket yep. is taxed. Your average tax rate is going up because more and more of your income is being taxed at a higher Yes. Right. Beautifully explained. Bracket creep. Yes. So we can't, and so when this was announced, Josh Frydenberg uh, said, this will end bracket creep. Indeed he did. Optimistic fellow that he is. Problem was he was wrong. Um, <laughs> and that's because people move, because you the, the, the bracket they're creating is from $45,000 to $200,000. So people, their average tax rate will go up because there is just one... T- no matter what you do, you end up in that space. So the Parliamentary Budget Office, independent much that they did, pointed out that the own that even with this tax, these huge tax cuts, you're going to still have to fix the tax system in the next eight yeah. years. Yeah. And they pointed out the only people 
who have a lower average tax rate by the end of the decade are those earning between 96000 and 160000 Yeah. So it did solve that problem, and, but the only problem is they're only 13, 13% of the workforce. Yes, yes. So everyone, people earning between twenty and 50000 and there's only a small proportion of those who get into the 40, one of the changes, that's 30% of workers, Six point, they face a 6.6 percentage point increase in their average tax rate by the end of the decade. Mm. People earning between 50 and 70, three percentage point. Even the top, even the very top, someone very top. at the top 1%, yeah. they actually face an increase in their average tax rate and everyone earning between 70,000 and 96 will. And that's where the mm. great bulk of people yes. are. Yeah. So people, those, particularly those who are saying we don't, we have to get rid of the whole stage three tax cuts, are consigning not just mm. high income earners to paying more tax, they're consigning every person. Yeah, everybody. In. Yeah. And yeah. this is why I think you've got it, you get to your point. You redesign stage you have to three. Redesign. You, you, you call it stage three. I mean, to be honest, most people and I'm sort of projecting here a bit, but most people are not going to really be across all the ins and outs no. of stage three tax cuts because why would you? <laughs> I always have to go back and reread just to remember what numbers <laughs> every, are going every up budget. and down. Oh, my God. You know, it's, yes. it's, and I write about the thing every week. <laughs> so how bad it is that I have to check. So if you're still, if a government obviously needs tax cuts, and this and this has been a, a key point that uh, Richard Dennis, who's... Uh, basically my boss at the Australia Institute has been pointing out, the tax cuts are due to come in basically in the run-up to the next election. Mm. Now, if they keep with them as they are, essentially Labor is going to the next election with a big high-end tax cut and it's going to be a case of, well, what are you doing for low- and middle-income earners who are facing this increased average rate of taxation? What have you done? You've, can, and I, it's, can I come you know, to something else which yeah. has been completely forgotten and mm. by the time this goes to air we will have reported this? Is the Lamington? Yes. <laughs> now, explain that for a young. The folks. low and middle income tax offset, which was introduced by Morrison as in the 2018 budget, and was supposed to end two years ago. Yes. But it has extended. continued on. Yep. Continued on, and it's now worth fifteen hundred dollars. So let me put it this way: a person on ninety thousand dollars this financial year is facing the biggest increase in their tax their tax mm. since the introduction of the Medicare levy in 1984. Wow. There are yeah, about 5 million right. people, 5 million people earning between 60,000. So 60,000 is below the average income, yep. mm. way below the, uh, sorry, the median, median income, income, way below yeah, the average. Yeah. Everyone earning between 60K and $125,999 is going to get a tax increase. Mm. So the person on 90000 at the moment, they after tax, which is the most important thing for most people, how much do you take home? Yeah. They get $69,983. When the with the death of the Lamington, it goes down to 68843, uh, 36343. Three. So to sort of summarise like, quickly. That is coming. That is happening yeah, yeah, right now. And, yeah. I, don't, and I, I get angry because there are some people say this was always temporary. Which it is, it mm. was, but it was a dumb decision to make it temporary. Yes, it affects ten point two million people, and we have never there hasn't been a there hasn't been any discussion mm. at what happens to the Australian economy when you tell ten million people, "Oops, 
your income's going your your after tax income is going to be fifteen hundred dollars lower. Yes. Yeah. Where, yeah. I mean it was meant to be temporary because they were gonna yeah. take it out at the same time they were gonna deliver a tax cut and it was all gonna cancel out so you didn't go but up never, or down. It never no. really did either. No. And then they because of the pandemic, they brought the tax cuts forward and kept the Lamaito and then it was like and I can remember as soon as they mm. did, I'm like, hang on, the wait. If they get rid of this next year, there's going to be a whacking big tax cut. They can't do that in the run-up to an election. They didn't. But both sides went to the election going, oh, yeah, let's not talk about this Mm. because we both want to take that money. And Having talked to both the then Shadow and then Treasurer, they were both absolutely aware Mm. of this. Yes. Absolutely aware of it, but it was was the love that dare not speak its name. It's the tax that dare not speak its name, tax increase. The tax, yeah, or the tax tax break in this point. So you get to this point, okay, we're going to reduce your taxable, your your take-home pay, Mm. and we've got some people saying, well, you don't even deserve a tax cut the two years after that. Like Mm. that is, like we've got into it, like there is a reason why there's been so much debate about the tax. There needs to be a tax debate in this country because well, we're in such a bad position well, on tax. Well, that's a beautiful, beautiful landing because that's sort of that's the point, isn't it? So, in terms of what we what we think in terms of the the budget in two weeks' time, what you're saying, Shane, I think is there's a much bigger job to do here, and it, and you can't just sort of deal with stage three in isolation. Therefore, if you're the treasurer and you you literally well, if, if they close the books about a week out, which is what, what tends to happen, he's he's literally got to execute this in 10 days. And while he's, he's overseas. While he's in the US, which, which is, is tricky. Why? Tricky. Not impossible, but tricky. So Shane thinks it'll be more likely May. I think, it, I think weirdly <laughs> we, we still might see something in October, although I'm not certain about that. I think in the minds of some in the government, this is an October or May proposition that we're sort of setting up now. And also, I mean, it's a test, isn't it, for the new government? I mean, because obviously people like us uh, who value accountability and and want politicians to do what they say uh, will be talking a lot about election promises over the next little bit, whether or not they're kept or not. Uh, but uh, really the, the challenge before the government, isn't it, Greg, is, is that they have got to actually start making a bigger case to yeah. look at these things more holistically and then that involves a whole potentially a new election cycle and a new mandate when yep. you're sort of setting up these sort of broader reform propositions. And, and the budget as well, is it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what numbers they come up with in, on the revenue side and because we saw with the 21-22 budget, massive, you know, reduction in the, the deficit as, as expected due to basically Russia invading Ukraine, helped uh, resources prices go through the roof and and lifted revenue. But it's not something you can bank on. Perhaps they... Well, they won't. They'll they'll revise, say, iron ore. They'll they'll come back to, it'll be $55 a tonne. So it's it's this weird situation where, in a sense, probably the, the budget balance is going to get worse because we've had this one-off weirdness this year mm. and that's going to be a tricky political sell even because the old, oh, that was an abnormal one-off thing <laughs> probably is hard to explain. But fortunately, the way budgets are framed now in terms of their um, factoring in prices of 
you know, the dollar and, and oil and, and et cetera are pretty conservative now and you'd want to be very conservative now because looking across the oceans, there's not a lot of joy to be Back held. to the scary. Back and, to the scary. Mm. Um, you love scary. You know, well, it while is America's doing okay, yeah, America's doing okay, but there's a lot of people over there getting fairly antsy about whether the Federal Reserve has gone too hard mm. with raising interest rates because it has raised interest rates faster than than we have even, and often recessions come after doing that. Yeah, that's mm. right. And if America goes into recession, yeah, we've got China, but well, we, China's got its own problems. China's right? got its own problems. Well, that's why Europe's got its problems. Yeah, I'm not. It, uh, it would be impossible almost for us to avoid it. Yeah, let, let me but, put, let me put this in your mind though. So I've seen the very first bank to do an estimate on this budget says we think it'll be a deficit of $50 billion. And that's predicated on all those things that uh, Greg has just carefully explained, but it also includes the assumption about commodity prices mm. and an assumption around inflation. Inflation is good for budgets, always yeah. has been. Yeah. Ask Ben Chifley <laughs> yeah. and Harold Holt. Yeah. Like they inflated away the debts of World War II. Fantastic. So inflation, and we haven't seen this for a very long time, inflation helping a budget. The other thing is we go about, say, the price of iron ore, they will revert back again, as they always have, to this forecast $55 a tonne. So headline budget deficit, let's say it's $50 billion for this. We get to May, and if things just rumble on rather than falling off a cliff, mm. they will have to revise down that deficit yes. by yeah. a substantial amount. Then we get to the final budget outcome in September next year. You could be down to, let's say, the... The, the the smallest deficit Swan had was about eighteen billion, which mm. is the one that he was trying to get to to, def, uh, to surplus and never got to. He got yeah. an eighteen billion deficit. You could you there is a way that you can see that, but it is of course predicated on the central banks of the world not driving the world into a recession. Yeah, which brings us back to scary, which is a bad note to end on. But sadly, that is our time, so we are going to have to end on it. I will get the bracket creeps. A, a, a.k.a. the two horsemen of the apocalypse. I'm expecting a T-shirt or yeah. a cat or something. No, no, if we're a T-shirt, bracket creeps uh, around uh, Canberra's going to be all that. No, I like it. Oh, I like it. I expect to see merch. Fiscal horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> Friends that, that of the works. pod, I expect to see merch. No, no, I will get, obviously we'll, we'll get through the budget, which is on the, it's the 24th, isn't it? 25th, 20, my friend. 25th, 25th. forgive me. Uh, the 25th of October, we will get through the budget and obviously all our coverage, and then I'll get the I'll get the chaps back uh, reasonably soon after the budget, and we can stare at the entrails and work Explain out. Explain how why we went wrong. The budget figures were actually wrong. Which I saw that headline somewhere <laughs> this week about the RBA. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, we will scrub all of our mistakes. Anyway, Shane. <laughs> Greg, I love you both. Thank you again for your time. I think actually, I'll just say this parenthetically, I think this is actually the fewest musical references that we have done in any I was just thinking, thinking that, and given we've just had the summer of Kate. I know. It's, I it's, know. it's, a, it's a failure. Anyway, we'll more than make up for that in the next session. Thank you to Alison Chan, who is uh, producing this week. Thank you to you guys for listening. And, uh, you know, again, a hearty hello to Shane's accountant and all other regular listeners and friends of the pod. Uh, we will be back with you next week. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.